With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Dan Bayer from our TireRack.com studios in Los Angeles. Welcome in as we are broadcasting live from those TireRack.com studios. Doug, going to be here in just a matter of minutes, just having some technical difficulties. Uh, how do I know this? Because we just heard from Doug just a few minutes ago prior to the show starting. So hopefully things will be uh, wrapped up uh, in the very near future. A lot happening today. The Odell Beckham Jr. situation in Dallas continues to kind of hang in the balance as OBJ continues to be a free agent. You may just have heard in the latest update that I provided that uh, the Cowboys could be concerned that OBJ may not be ready until mid-January at the earliest. Jerry Jones telling 105.3 The Fan earlier today that they want OBJ for this season for sure if they are going to sign him and they want to see him at least work out. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection and over 10,000 recommended installers tirerack.com the way tire buying should be of course uh shake up in nashville as well john robinson out as the titans gm we'll get into that in about 20 minutes or so uh but once we connect with doug i know he's going to want to talk about uh the goat and that would be tom brady uh last night new orleans saints seemingly having their game wrapped up 
with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but allowing Tom Brady and those Buccaneers just that little sliver of hope. And you know what's going to happen when that door is left open, just a little, little crack. Tom Brady's going to put his foot in, and the Buccaneers are going to go and win a football game. And that's what happened last night. His touchdown pass to Rashad White with three seconds left. Uh, even the score, then Ryan Suckup's uh, extra point uh, provided the Buccaneers with the one-point edge to get the win against the Saints. But it's one of those classic scenarios where you're like, great game. Well, actually, it wasn't a great game. It was a great finish. That's what it was. Because for about 58 minutes, that thing stunk. Uh, that that was no good. That was, that was a, a, a bad football game to watch with really two teams that I'm not even sure if they're good. I'm not even sure how good the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are despite being a division leader. But Tom Brady leads his team down from a double-digit deficit late in the fourth quarter to score not once but twice to get into the end zone to get the win. Here was Tom Brady after the game, after that win against the Saints last night. Just like we drew it up. (laughs) Just like we drew it up. This is the first time you beat the Saints at home, also scored a touchdown against the Saints at home. Um, What does that mean to the team? Um, Yeah, it's kind of, it's the truth. Um, I'm glad we won. This is can, can we play that again? And, and, and John, I'm gonna have you pause it after the after the question because I'm gonna tell you what Tom Brady should have said. Just like we drew it up. <laughs> Just like we drew it up. Yeah. This is the first time you beat the Saints at home. Also scored a touchdown against the Saints at home. Um, what does that mean to the team? It means we probably should have scored those other stupid games. Like why it's taken us this long uh, to score against the Saints. Uh, it is a problem. That is the answer that Tom Brady, I think, should have given the reporter, that it's about freaking time. Uh, if Tom's always saying, let's bleep and go, he should have said it's about bleeping time that we scored against the Saints, Doug. That should have been the case. That should have been the answer from Tom Brady. Agreed with you. Completely agree with you. You know? That was a hard watch, that game. Wasn't it? Yeah. You know, just, just sitting there going like, yeah. I, I guess the, the question becomes, because at the end, like, it's one of those movies which the plot's not great, the acting's just okay, but then at the end, spectacular ending, right? Exciting ending. And Brady runs off, and he's, he's actually, he actually was doing the, he was actually like a baseball player doing the tip of the cap to the fans. I mean, did you notice that when he's running off the field? Like, that was a weird one. Um, it was like performance art. How long can we suck for? before we can actually still win this game because the Saints are so bad. As we were sorting out those technical difficulties, I said, yeah, it wasn't a great game. It was a great finish, but that game for a good 58 minutes was blech. Oh, it was, it was a really tough watch. I, I thought, and I don't know if you, got, if you saw this one, Dan, I know that Jay Stu saw it because he said, like, this is PR 101 is not going through PR. It's just being honest. This is Mark Ingram said, quote, uh, on his Twitter handle, I'm sick about this one, regardless of circumstances or how I feel. Uh, I have to get that fresh set of downs for my squad. I apologize to my teammates, my coaches, and my city for a crucial mistake. We work way too hard, sacrifice blood, sweat, and tears. I'll be better. Like, that's perfect. I screwed up. I, I don't know how you screw up when you see the sticks. Like, just get the first down. And by the way, you should probably stay inbounds. And I know he's hurt. And so that's it. Like, hey, you didn't want to take an extra hit when you didn't have to. Nobody was hitting him. Just get the first down before you get out of bounds. But, I mean, like, look, he owned it, and we move on. Yeah, and, and, and honestly, I have more of a problem with the Saints play call after he doesn't get it. 
Like in a scenario where it's third and short, and I know that he's dinged up and he's maybe not going to be able to, to to play, but we've seen a lot of third and short plays where quarterbacks do the sneak and you just push him forward. Um, it was it was an error, but it wasn't an egregious error. And there were still six minutes left in the game. Um, the problem was then they threw the pass on the next play, and then it was incomplete, and that stopped the clock because the clock didn't stop when Ingram went out of bounds. It did for a while, but then it ended up restarting. But uh, it just it, it kind of shows why the why the Saints are where the Saints are with how that whole final six minutes, not only with Mark Ingram but everything else unfolded. By the way, the, the Tampa stinks, right? Like we're okay yeah. saying that they're not a good. They're going to go to the playoffs, but they're not a good football team. So Correct. That one is, and the, depending on how the playoffs end up um, sorting themselves out, you could get a Dallas Tampa uh, opener. In the uh, wild card round, so, um, so it could end quick. If, you, if you're the Buccaneers, you know, um, I I just think that the the question becomes: Does Tom Brady want to go do this again in a new place? And that that's really the question. The only thing I can think of is he's sitting there, is like, what is this guy thinking? And because there's the drug of winning at the end of the game. Where you run off the field and you're the hero, you're like, man, it's like the great golf shot that you hit, you know. And 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 having played golf with all you guys, you can attest to this. Like every once in a while, I hit a ball, and be like, wow, that was really really good, right? And if you let that drug kind of induce you, like, man, I should go play golf tomorrow. Then you go play golf the next day, you're like, yeah, I don't like golf that much. <laughs> I'm just, and I'm, by the way, I'm not that good. I just, I every once in a while, you can catch a golf ball with the right part of the face and make it look good. I just wonder if, if striping that ball at the end of that round, like he did winning the t- winning the game, if that whets his appetite for more, even if it's elsewhere. I, I just don't see him. I I don't see him going out like this. Like let's 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 be honest. The situation now, the marriage does not play a factor in this. Um, no. you know it doesn't. And so that that I, I don't want to call marriage a hurdle, but it was a hurdle when it came to him deciding on whether to play or not. That is no longer in the equation. So if he is wanted out there, which is the other question because of back when he left New England, it didn't seem like there were tons of people that tons of teams that wanted him. Are there going to be other teams that actually want him? I think his time in Tampa, I think we would agree that that is over, that this is going to be yes. the swan song. It's just uh, yes. It was always an odd fit, but it was like a two-year plan, and he's and this is like when you're trying to go back for more. You're like, yeah, it's too much. Yeah, let's just move on. And you know, not to bring up the 49ers again, but it's, it just becomes more realistic by the day. <laughs> Ever since Trey Lance went down, and there may be when you look at the state of you know some of the quarterback situations in the NFL right now, there may be uh, opportunities. Heck, it was even floated about a week or so ago in Boston of a return to New England. You know, so I think that they, I, I think that they're yeah. I, I I don't think that he'll want to go out like this. I don't think that that's. I don't I don't think so either. I I don't think he'd want to go out like that either. And I don't necessarily I don't actually blame him either for not wanting to go. Out. Who would want to go out like that? You know, when you're a great player, you don't want it to end in that sort of fashion. But the the thing is fascinating. Jay Stu, what do you think Tom Brady does? 
Again, we don't have any sources on this. Neither None of us are hanging out with him. It's just you're reading body language and you're understanding guys in their 40s. Something you used to do, be in your 40s. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember those days. No, uh, my, my theory on this is the opposite of Dan's and yours. Um, I think that... I think that football ruining is, is marriage. If you're just going to take that at face value, which I know there was a lot of other reasons, but football was the main reason. Okay. If football is the, the reason for your marriage uh, breaking up, for, the, uh, for your family to be, um, you know, to be changed forever, then maybe I think you lose the passion for what did it. Um, if playing... Um, I don't know if playing video games ruins your marriage. I think your passion for playing video games after it has ruined your family declines. Um, that's my perspective on this. So I do think this is his final season. I do. Um, yeah, it's gonna, it's kind of going to suck because it's going to be on a loss and they're going to play horribly. But um, that's just my theory. Again, no, no, no insight here. Ramos, <laughs> what do you think? It's tough. He, I mean, he, he doesn't sound like he's having a bad time. Sounds like he's trying to rile up the crowd and stuff. But you're right. The team's not as good as it was last year. So I just don't think he walks into a locker room where he doesn't know anybody again. I don't think he wants that. I think everybody likes being revered, but you also like familiar faces. So this, the, the Niners thing would make sense because it's his favorite team growing up and they're really good and they're quarterback away. The offense feels like it's a, not a great fit, even if they have, you know, the weaponry. I mean, considering how he's always played. To me, it, it feels like Josh McDaniels with the Raiders or the Patriots. You know, the only thing that could sway him with the Niners is, like you said, um, it's always been his dream team and they need a quarterback. But they would have to find a way to get some, I think, some more familiar faces. Because I, I do think that's part of got to be part of what makes a guy want to go to work is it's not just winning and proving people wrong, but it's doing it with your guys. And I don't see him doing that. Otherwise. But were Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, his guys? No, but remember he brought in, I mean, Anthony, I mean, uh, Antonio, Antonio Brown, Brown to certain extent, but, but, but Antonio Brown, but he brought in Gronk, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so he did, you're like if Edelman was still a, was still able to play, he would be with him in Tampa, and I think he'd be a lot ha- happier. I think that's how anybody works. I just I just think the bones and the frame work of what the Buccaneers were when Brady signed with them, no question, are are similar to what you have in San Francisco, but maybe even better because of their running game. Like they have a better. Oh, I don't. Run. I think they're inarguably better. Yeah. I think they're inarguably better. And so, so that's like the situation. Like he may want to add his flavoring of a player here or there, but you go in with a absolutely dominant defense, playmakers on the outside. Uh, you may not have Gronk. Uh, George Kittle doesn't use tons, but he's still George Kittle. And now you have a running game, and you've added Christian McCaffrey as part of that. I mean, my goodness. It's ready-made for him. It is ready-made for him. There's a lot to get to. We got lots of guys in the portal. We got uh, more Deion Sanders commentary. Uh, by the way, in the podcast, okay, which is in the bonus, um, Byer, have you heard this story? Do you remember the story you reported? And it was just a mention 
the New Mexico State basketball player shooting the New Mexico student, but only New Mexico State shooting basketball yeah. player shooting the student at New Mexico. It was in self-defense. Yes. Okay. There's way more to the story now, and Jeff Grammer is going to join me in the in in the bonus podcast. That'll drop at five Eastern, two Pacific, and it's one of those. It's a how, how did you word it when we were talking on the phone, Jay Stu? Like people always say it's a script that Hollywood would never touch, right? This one is, it's like a Hollywood script. It's, it's so fascinating and so bizarre. It feels like it's something Hollywood, doesn't it, Jay yeah. Stu? Is that, yeah, I, it feels like yeah. an episode out of the, the wire or something or a uh, law and order or something. This is, ah. this is really interesting stuff that I'm surprised hasn't been a bigger deal nationally. And I blame Dan because he's our I, national I, I news anchor. So. I applaud you for not going Breaking Bad, right? That it's like an episode of Breaking Bad because Breaking Bad was in New Mexico. Some call it New Mexico. They can get very, very rightfully defensive over their state getting, you know, singled out as being like the meth capital of the Southwest. I, I get it. But I applaud you for going The Wire. What was the other one? Oh, just like Law and Order or something. I just see it as an episode as opposed to it like feels, an entire It does movie. feel like Law and Order. It feels like Law and Order. feels like Law and Order. Um, I thought maybe a 48 hours from what I, you know. Yes. Yes. That's a uh, first 48 dateline. Yeah. Or something. What about, what about first 48? First 48 is good too. Because then like it all, if you don't catch the guy within the first 48 and then they're like, wait a second. And now there's a yellow Camaro with three other Mexico state basketball players in it. And what happened to the gun and who was holding the gun? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Mark Dominic is our guest, longtime general manager in the league. He's been a scout. He's done everything in the front offices, and he has the GM podcast over the, at The Athletic. Um, let, let's start with the news of the day, which is John Robinson fired. Um, okay, uh, uh, aside from the potential of something we don't know in terms of human interaction or whatever, right? If some... Right. some just in a football, did the A.J. Brown thing get him fired, not just because of the trading, but how it felt Sunday watching that game where A.J. Brown kept catching passes and making it known that he used to be a Tennessee Titan? Oh, I think that definitely had something to do with it. I think you have to, you have to put that in the equation that, you know, you had to live through watching it from the owner, from the head coach, uh, through the GM, and, and that's hard. You know, we saw the successful one there where Diggs was – Wildly successful in Buffalo, but they followed up with Justin Jefferson. So everybody's kind of like, okay, that's okay. That one worked out. But sometimes they are very weighted, and this one felt very weighted from the beginning and all the way through. But I don't think it's just that one. You know, I mean, if you, if you kind of look around the National Football League, you kind of look at uh, uh, how things are going with uh, certain clubs and everything. I, I just think that they've had a, a variety of missteps in Tennessee. Uh, the last couple first-round picks have not come through for them whatsoever. Uh, Farley's been hurt a lot. And, Wilson's out of the league within a year. He was out of the National Football League, and that's that's a really rare occurrence to see that happen. And I think the other thing that's probably people haven't seen as much or, or know as much uh, when you think about the the Titans or the decisions they've made, I guess, in the offseason, and that's on the defensive side. And, and they made a big decision on defense, too, to let go of a guy that's been with them for a long time, Rashawn Evans. And all he's done is go to Atlanta and now lead the league in tackles. And so it's, uh, there's been moves that have been, I'm sure, frustrated for Coach Vrabel, and that's been carried over. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, but the, what, what of the timing? Okay, To the outsider, the timing looks super curious. You're still probably going to win the division, play in the playoffs. Does the timing make sense because, you know, a new guy may bring in new people, for the bowl games and for evals to eval the team? Like, what do you think of the actual timing? The timing is bizarre. There's something more that we're still going to learn about this whole decision because the timing is very, very surprising to me uh, based off of where the record is. And it's an easy one. You know, you could still do this at the end of the season and have status quo, or there's been a conversation. It might not be something that happened off the field. It could have been something that happened in the office or around someone. And so uh, in this situation, I think the timing is very different. Uh, the role of the assistant or the interim general manager. He's been around the league for a long time. He's been working with John Robbins for a long time. So they'll be fine in terms of day-to-day operations. But the timing is definitely intriguing to me or unique. Uh, I did not see this coming today. I, I did not 
I did not as well. Um, but what, what's interesting is it puts the whole thing in question. And you know this, and I think people know this, but they haven't. Like They're all saying, well, like, well, man, Ryan Tannehill's job could be in the balance. It could. The other guy who I don't think can play, but he, I doubt he'll get a chance to play in Tennessee, is uh, was it Malik, um, well, uh, Will, Malik Willis. Yeah, the backup quarterback. Remember, he was drafted. If the, the GM drafts you, now his new GM, there's a whole new vision. When you come in, what is that like in terms of guys you like versus guys that are already there? No, it, it shifts everything. And that's the unique thing about the National Football League. Every player down in that locker room isn't the new GM's guy. And so, you know, it's easy to move away from, a, like you said, a Malik Willis or, you know, one of the other players like they've, they've drafted over the last years or free agent that's been on the football team. He's uh, Nate Davis, you know, and he's scheduled to be a free agent at the end of the year. So, Suddenly now Nate Davis is impacted by this change as much as anybody else's. And, and that's very true and that's very real. And that's where, as a general manager, one of the things I did during the offseason is when I saw a team have a change, a head coach or GM, uh, I made sure our director of pro scouting knew that team inside now because I know that players are going to come off that team just because of what you're just saying, Doug, is that they're not my guy, I want to move on to something else, and you have a chance to maybe pick up somebody that might be a great fit for your team. But you see turnover, to your point. You're going to see heavier turnover when you see this kind of a move because you're going to be able to, you know, I guess uh, move on from players that maybe the GM was trying to hope would come along, and now the new GM can say, hey, look, this isn't working. You saw Tom Brady last night. I mean, obviously, you know, Ingram's got to stay in bounds, and that's a game the Saints, you can't lose. But when you see Tom Brady, what do you think next year holds for him? I think he's retiring. I just – I don't – Yes, he likes to win, but this just doesn't look fun to me. I, I just don't think he's having the same excitement. And, and as you watched the game and last night, it was just like, I can't believe the Tampa Bay came back and actually won that game. And they in the National Football League. You know, just craziness. And this team can't score. I mean, the play calling isn't working. There's, if you watch this team and you've seen them week in and week out, they're, they, they score in the first drive consistently. They script a good 15 plays. But after that, they can't figure out how to call plays in succinct and order and get things going down the field. And so it's shocking when you have Mike Evans, Hulu Jones, Chris Godwin. You've got you know Leonard Fournette or Rashawn White. Um, those guys all can make plays, but it can't all come together. And I know the offensive line has taken a brick beating you know, with the right tackle, with the left guard, you know, all these different pieces that have been in and out. But overall um, – you know, Tampa looks like a team that's going to have the you know, fourth seed, and whoever the fifth seed is is going to have a chance to win because Tampa just doesn't look like they can get it together. No, they they really, really do not look like they can get it no. together at at, at all. Um, uh, all right, let, let's go around the league a little bit. It appears that Baker Mayfield is going to get picked up by the Rams. Why wouldn't the Niners make a bigger play there? Well, I think they like Purdy. I think they like the young man. I mean, I think the unique thing about uh, him jumping in the football field and being out there, I think for them, uh, really was the fact that spoke volumes that Mike, Sh- uh, Mike, <laughs> Kyle Shanahan um, said, "Hey, look, it is what it is. We're going to have Purdy be our, our quarterback, and he's going to throw the ball 37 times against the Miami Dolphins." in the, that secondary. That, that tells me that they have a lot of confidence. This young guy to, to go out there because usually what you see is you'll see. You know, 12, 14, 16 attempts, right? And that's it. And then you're just going to hand the ball off and hopefully can win this game. But they trusted him uh, to be able to run the system. So I'm going to be very interested to see what we see the next week, this next week. But I think they're excited about that. Um, you know, they've got Josh Johnson, a career backup, been around for 15 years. 
Uh, I don't think that they went after Baker Mayfield for two different things. Number one, um, salary cap and salary-wise, I just don't think they want to add anything more to this football team from where they are. I don't think they want the Baker Mayfield distraction. And I think the Rams are looking longer term saying, we don't know how long Matt Stafford's going to play. I mean, who knows if Matt's like, hey, I just want to hang it up now based off this final contusion. Uh, and they want to make sure they have other options in the bank. And I, I could see them say, let's see what we could do with Baker. Crazy. It is crazy that, that he's been released. What, is it, what does it say about Carolina that they just outright released him? Point. I mean, two, three years ago, you know, everybody was like Baker Mayfield, and, and, and he's like the guy and the savior for Cleveland. And it shows you how fast you can spin out in the National Football League going from the guy to the bench to the trade to the cut. You know, and it's just in five years. Uh, it's incredible. And that's just uh, how hard it is to play that position. But the whole league's like that. I just think when it happens to a more uh, familiar face or familiar name, it kind of draws the attention of how hard it is to play in this league seven, eight, nine years. But uh, for the Carolina Panthers, I think they just realized, hey, look, we've done what we need to do. We've seen what we want to see. And they probably you know, evaluated the character of the guy, too. And they said, all those things, uh, we're going to move on and go, they'll be drafting a quarterback with the first pick in the draft or whenever they can pick. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Mark Dominic is, is, our, uh, is our guest. Um, Okay, let, let's look at let's look at the Raiders. What has changed that's allowed them to now win these games where they were previously losing? Well, they've, they've figured out. Well, number one, Jacobs is running for that contract that he you know felt slighted on when he didn't get his fifth year option picked up. So he's going to be unrestricted for agent, and he's run well. And they've committed to that. And number two, they've committed to finally throwing the ball to Devontae Adams as much as possible and getting him those fourteen, fifteen targets a game that they weren't doing early in the regular season. They were trying to, you know, spread the ball around and be fair. And, you know, I think that they finally realized, that, look, this, this is all we got to do. Hand the ball off to him, maybe throw a couple of screen passes, and throw the ball down the field to Devontae and let him go make plays. And that's working. And then on the defensive side, I think they're just they're flowing to the ball better. They got Nate Hobbs back, which I, I don't think a lot of people realize who he is, but he's a good young corner that was gone for the last few weeks with an injury, and now he's back on the field. And that really helps him on the secondary because he's kind of one of those uh, hidden uh, young corners in this National Football League that's pretty darn talented. Very, very talented. Um, Sean Payton, where does he fit? If you were hiring, what, what's the team or what's the, what's the setup that he fits with best? Well, uh, you know, once we see the whole gamut of, of what's going to be available, because there's always six to eight coaches every year, even in a year where you don't feel like there's going to be that many openings, uh, there just is, uh, you know, the best fit, the, the most likely spot – I want to see what happens with like the Chargers and how this whole season ends out uh, or ends up. Uh, I don't. I'm not saying that Brendan Staley should get fired by any stretch, but if that job came available, I don't know how he wouldn't be very attracted to that job or that position. If something happens with Nate Hackett, Coach Hackett, I think there's a real chance that that could be intriguing to see what his uh, relationship might be with Russell and then what his thoughts are of Russell Wilson. Uh, those two kind of pop into my mind as spots that would be a fit based off of that. You know, we're sitting here uh, deep in the season. The AFC East and the NFC East don't have losing records, and that's amazing to me. Where, uh, what, what would you do to try and fix Russell Wilson if you were his GM? Well, I think I, I got to sit down and talk to him and find out what's going on. Like, I, if I'm the GM of the football team, I want to understand from Russell, like, what do you, what, why do you think this isn't working? Like, have him just interrogate Russell, but giving him the platform to feel comfortable. You know, what is it that's lacking? Is it a communication thing? Is it a leadership thing? Or is it the locker room? Like, tell me what you, from a quarterback, because you empower him to pull him to say what he's got to say, and then you pull some other people in. You pull the defensive coordinator in. 
What do you feel in practice? Talk to so I think you've got to gather a ton of information, but making each person feel like they can fix it by telling you what's wrong, and then you start to get the whole picture of what's really going on in your building. And then that's where, that's where you've got to root it out. So if it is Russell, you've got to realize that hey, then you've got to have that conversation with Russell. Hey, look, here's what you've got to do because this is what I'm getting. And if Russ made a very bad trade, and you put your team in a tough spot. But I think with Coach Payton, uh, I think he could uh, sit down with him if, if that's where he decides to go. And uh, he's such a great play caller and, and you know, such a good motivator. Uh, th- those are things I think we, we take for granted when we're looking at head coaches. That, that motivation ability uh, is uniquely hard to find, and it's hard to come up with a message every week for all those years. And Payton's really good at doing that. No question about it. Um, where are you on Mike White now that we've seen the best of Mike White and, well, Mike White this past weekend? <laughs> I think that's what we talked about last week. I don't know if we're going to see the same Mike White next week. And, and, you know, I think that's what you're going to see for the rest of the season. It was impressive. Um, but I think this is just going to – this is where I, I continue, sadly, to say to Jets fans, I just don't think they're going to hold on to that last playoff spot. I think this is too big of a – of a jump uh, down the stretch for them to be able to sit there and say, hey, look, we're going to be able to hold on to this. We're going to be able to make that run and make it to the postseason. I, I just don't think they can do it. And, and so I think somebody else is going to grab it. You know, as I said last week, uh, we'll see how good he finishes up with Buffalo. But I think any more losses after that, and that's going to cost the Jets the playoff spot. No question about it. Uh, Mark, great stuff as always. Love catching up with you. We'll do so again next week. Thank you so much for being our guest. My pleasure, Doug. Thanks for Pleasure is always ours. That's Mark Dominic, over 20 years in the front offices, um, most notably the general manager of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Coming up with the Doug Gottlieb Show, live at the Tyrac.com studios. I'll tell you what uh, the top three teams in the AFC are right now. That's upcoming next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Let's get to a game. Game time! This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Fire. Mm-mm. Did you see this? Lamar Jackson was born the same year as Stetson Bennett. That seems impossible, doesn't it? Is Lamar older, like by like ten months? Is it like a a birthday thing? Younger, right? Nine months younger, isn't it? Oh Stetson wow! Stetson Bennett was born. Um, I don't see the date. I just see that he's twenty five. Is that his birthday? Oh, his birthday is October twenty eighth. Okay, so Lamar Jackson. His birthday is January 7th. So Lamar Jackson's older, but I mean, we're talking eight months older. Yeah. Is it 10? Yeah. October? Yeah. Well, there's it's the 10th month, and if Lamar's born in January. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't that... It's a good question. I mean, technically, do you count the first month or do you count the second month? It's January 7th, so that would be the entire month. Yeah. Okay, no, you're right. it's Yeah, it's you're right. 10 months. Yeah. You're right. You got it. Uh, um, okay, anyway, what's the first question? Game Heisman finalists. You've got Caleb Williams, C.J. Stroud, the aforementioned Stetson Bennett, and Max Duggan of TCU. Um, okay, if I, was, if I was voting, right? Yes. Right? How, are, we, are we doing... We're doing how many here? I'm looking By the way, I felt bad after our conversation that we totally blanked on Bennett yesterday. Stetson Bennett? I didn't blank on Stetson oh, Bennett. I did. Like, I would have put Michael Penix ahead of him. Mm, interesting. Right? Um, so, one, I'll do Caleb Williams. Two, I'll do Max uh, Duggan. Three, I would do uh, uh, Hendon Hooker. And four, oh, these are, do I have to do the list of the finalists? Well, yeah, that was kind of, because oh, okay, they announced bad. the finalists. Caleb Williams, Duggan, Stroud, Bennett. All right. All right, Doug, uh, rank your top three teams in the AFC. That's a great question. It's a great question. Um, I would do Bills one, Bengals two, Chiefs three. Okay. That's that's actually good because the Chiefs have lost to the Bills and Bengals. It's the only two teams they've lost to in the last two years. Is that it? I believe so. Well, they have another loss on their they're nine and three right now. Sorry. Okay, so, so who's the other one? Yeah, who else? Did, who else did they lose to this year? They lost to the Colts. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. They lost to the Colts, and then last year, I know last year they lost to Buffalo during the season, and Tennessee, and okay, so they're so people are counting after the New York game, right? Since the New York game, they have 
they're the only other team to lose to, I guess. Yeah, is the is the Bengals. They lost the Bengals twice, lost the Bills, and lost to the um, the Colts. Colts are in the season. All right, this has started to become one of my do this with certain teams. You just mentioned the Tennessee Titans in the news today because they fired GM John Robinson. Doug, rank the three most popular Tennessee Titans in the history of the franchise. Ooh, three most popular Tennessee Titans. Is Eddie George one? I don't know. I, I think the, the I think the three say obvious Steve McNair does he still yes uh, he is yeah. absolutely in in the three okay so Steve McNair Javon Curse I would say I would say Mc, Eddie George yes yep uh, what's his name what's the running back who uh, who had the two thousand yard season there's Chris Johnson Chris Johnson not crazy popular compared to Eddie George um, and mine may be recency bias oh. What? It's not a, oh, uh, Derrick Henry? Yes. Yeah, I would say I would say Eddie George, Derrick Henry, and then Steve McNair. So, but I, I, I don't know enough to know if Steve McNair should be ahead of, of both of those or behind. Okay, so he's going to put him in the three. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I'm not going to profess to know it, have a finger on the pulse of Tennessee Titan fans. I just I think like when you think of the Tennessee Titans, let's 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 do the test. John Ramos, Tennessee Titans. Who do you think of first? Eddie George. Jason. Yep, Eddie. There, there it is. There's your answer. Okay. I, I would I would I would actually agree with that. In that I'd put McNair second, and I put Derrick Henry third. Okay. But I'm okay with that. Yeah, there are interesting names popping up. You brought up Chris Johnson, and I completely forgot. And I'm thinking, all right. Kevin Dyson because of uh, Music City Miracle, Frank Wycheck. Wycheck, yeah. Yes. Wycheck. Who's what about um, what's the? Oh, I'm forgetting the Penn State quarterback who sobered up and he was the he was the he was, I think they went to Super Bowl with Kerry him, right? Collins. Ter- yeah, Kerry Collins. Kerry Collins. I don't know if he was that level of popular, but he had a good low. Kerry run Collins with. took the Giants to the Super Bowl, so uh, when they lost to the Ravens and the, okay. the Panthers too, right? He- he was. Uh, he was. No, Panthers was Delome, wasn't it? Yes. Oh no, yeah, correct. But yeah, he was a Panthers draft pick, right? The first mm-hmm. one they ever yeah. had, or something. Kerry yeah. Collins. Yeah. It was. Uh, they traded down. They had the first overall pick, and then they uh, traded it to uh, since. And then Cincinnati took Kajana Carter in that year. I believe that's how it played out. That all right, Doug. Bad draft pick. All who right. Got, who got hurt in preseason? No, was it him? No. It's who's the guy that the Bears took that got hurt? I think it was Kijana yeah. Carter. Did I think he got hurt. Yeah, he did. Yeah, hurt his knee. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, I love looking back. What are the three major league baseball teams you'd like to play for? Aaron Judge has this decision, kind of. Um, Like, Doug, you could put on the cap of a baseball wow. team. Who is it going to be? Well, I mean, he already plays for the Yankees. I mean, you know, Yankees, Dodgers, Red Sox, right? That's the That's the order. You don't want to be a Cub? Cub's pretty good, but they stink. Or a uh, Pirate? Giant? Eh, nah. I think anybody anybody with the right frame of mind would like to join a classy organization like the Giants. Like the class of the NL West. That is the team that you would want to join. One okay. minute. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, the Padres? And wouldn't you do the Padres first? Sure, they yes. They got it going. Not only do they have any more money. I always like those Orioles hats. Black... Uh, Scott Erickson hats. All right, Doug. Uh, finally, uh, your favorite lottery game. Scratch-offs, uh, 
you know, uh, Powerball, Mega Millions. Well, Powerball it, is like the one that makes you the most money, right? Scra- scratch off is one, Powerball two, and then like any of the other ones pull are on a random uh, are, are three. That's game. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. All right, we're three hours from the waiver wire deadline. Where will Baker Mayfield go? I'll give you my thoughts on what a landing spot or no landing spot means. Next on the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.